live on the third largest moon in our solar system, Callisto. He's just a boring example of everybody else. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrificed to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it's not going to get a bit better. It's going to get a bunch better because we got a ton of super fun stuff ahead of us. We're going to take a look at a movie I saw called Inside Out. We're going to get a real close look at the world of imaginary play by mail wrestling and then the main event. The main event, we are going to see what it's like over at the Oakland Coliseum Flea Market. It's a ton of fun, ton of fun show ahead of us. All right, DJ Bot, kick that new song we've been working on. What song? I do not know what song you speak of. The song we talked about in the meeting. DJ Bot, we have a meeting before every show, and we go over everything that we are going to do and everything that I need you to do. Do You were at the meeting, don't you remember? What production meeting are you talking about? I am talking about the only meeting that we ever have here. We have one meeting a week in the conference room. Okay, just just please play the song. I don't think that you... You, you have to remember. Please play the song. Okay, okay, it's not a big deal. I can play the song. See there? I hit the button. Don't get all worked up. This is supposed to be a professional environment. I can't believe you just said that. Please just go ahead, kick it. Check. One, two. I call all the shots. Rip all the shops. Fools always gawk when I cop all the stock. I know you're thinking now when all the hunting stops that this sucker never home. Got to call me on the yacht. I don't know what they want from me. It's like the more money we come across, the more problems we see. You tell me who flopped. Who copped the dope swap. A mint mega spot for a tube sock. ISR, you know, ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop now till I see my name on a blimp. Don't know what they want from me It's like the more money we come across The more problems we see We used to have a magazine store in my town named Sawyer's And Sawyer's, for a lot of people, me included, was almost the town center It was the place you would go first and hang out the longest when you went to the downtown region It was a really great store. They had a fantastic selection of magazines from all around the world. They had everything. Great music magazines, comic book magazines. They had comic books. They had newspapers. They had candy. And most of all, to me, the most important thing was they had wrestling magazines. And I'm talking the old 80s style PWI Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Let's pretend 
wrestling is real type magazines. I, I love these as a kid. I still love them today. And I would go down to Sawyer's all the time and I would sit there and read PWI, The Wrestler, Inside Wrestling, just any wrestling magazine that I could get my hands on. I was nuts for the stuff. I love to pretend that it was real. I would read the rankings. I would read, I would read everything cover to cover to cover to cover of many a different magazine. And one of the things I would see that had a lot of intrigue to me was an advertisement for something called the IWA or the Imaginary Wrestling Alliance. The IWA was slash is a play-by-mail wrestling organization. I always wanted to get down with it, but I never had the $5 per month to compete. But you know what? Now I do. And on a recent trip to Walmart, I picked up a copy of PWI and I was surprised to see the IWA was still in the cover. So I went ahead and joined. I joined the IWA and made up my own wrestler. His name is Waterbed Kev. His gimmick is based on the old school rapper named also Waterbed Kev, who I imagine has a custom van with a waterbed in it. He's kind of a ladies man, a real Lothario. And he tries to get women to come and hang out in his van with him and eventually get down in the waterbed. Don't ask me why I thought this was a good gimmick for a wrestler, but the ladies' man character has proven to work in the past if you balance it out with some other things. You can't just be kind of a, kind of a Don Juan. You gotta have a bit of toughness to it. And Waterbed Kev is from the streets. He's a street guy. Real tough brawler type. Let's right now take a quick pause and cue up Kevy Kev's big hit all night long. I did it myself. I went out and I got my 45. I got it all set. We're ready to go. I did not even involve DJ Bot in it this time. That dude's down on timeout in the hold. All right, uh, let me put the needle on the wax here for Kevy Kev all night long. Be back in a sec. I come for free time, baby. I come for free time. Hit it. Kev tells himself to prove that he's a freak. I can't hold it back. The paint flowing over. Can't hold it back. I am the future. Touch it, why don't you? 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 Hey, girl. Oh, girl. Hey girl, I wanna rock your world Are you talking to me? Hey girl, would you meet me at the waterbed tonight? I got a surprise for you <laughs> Okay, hey girl, would you meet me at the waterbed tonight? We are back, we're back here for the Toys R Us report uh, This is your boy Icy Robots checking back in To talk a bit more about the world of imaginary wrestling Okay, so here is what it is basically I actually joined up a month ago So I have received my membership packet and everything else that comes with it. Your initial setup fee is $3. They want you to mail in cash with the inside page of the wrestling magazine that has the form. You get a lot of stuff for your $3 though. About three weeks after I mailed it in, which is pretty good time up to the uh, space station on Jupiter, after three weeks, I got a pretty big packet from the IWA in Willowick, uh, Willowick, Ohio. You get a lot of stuff. There is like three different newsletters for different wrestling leagues within the game. These newsletters show the results of the different matches all around the world. And according to this, there is a lot of dudes playing this. All right, so what it is... Basically is when you initially send in your form, they ask you to make up a dude, make up his name, put it on the paper, and also pick, I believe, 10 different moves from a list of 60. 
and those 10 moves are each going to be randomly assigned a point damage. Every move of the 60 is randomly assigned a point damage, and the point damage changes every month. And then when you pick people to compete, you compare the move sheets against each other, and whoever has the highest total in the end wins. Does that make sense? I think I made it more confusing. You pick a dude to fight against, and each of your 10 moves are compared to each other, highest total wins. Or something like that. I think that's how it goes. Anyway, when you first sign up, you get to fight 10 matches in your first month. You fight 10 random jobbers. And what I noticed on the sheet is... Everybody who was new beat the 10 random jobbers. So at this point, our boy Waterbed Kev is 10 wins and no losses. Awesome. Off to a great start. It looks as if the promotion is giving Waterbed Kev a push and not making him a sort of job guy. You got to get him going right out of the box. Got to let people know that you are a winner not an enhancement talent. So right now, as we speak, Waterbed Kev is competing in the National Wrestling League number 63. Kev is presently ranked number 39. Let's take a look here. The league champion is a dude named Crazy Carl, and he has a record of 114 and 2. That's pretty good. Um, Randy the Ram is the TV champ, and the tag team champs are um, Smitty T Mockingbird and also Crazy Carl. Crazy Carl is killing it in this league. Oh, and look at this. Crazy Carl is teamed up with Randy the Ram and another dude named Zach James, and they are the six-man champs. Jeez, Crazy Carl, I gotta tell you this, Crazy Carl, you're on my radar now. Waterbed Kev is coming for you. We gotta aim for the top. Gotta reach for the stars and touch them all, right? I mean, that's what Stardust, our man Dusty Rhodes, rip in peace, Dusty. That's what our man Dusty would have done. It's interesting to me because in the instruction book, they claim that the moves month per month are all random. If it's all random, how come this dude Crazy Carl has won 114 times and only lost twice? He should take that luck and apply it to the lotto or something of that sort. Maybe what happened was one month he went ahead and bought like 100 matches and he picked really well that month and it did him awesome, put him up on the top. I don't know, but if it's random, why do certain dudes win more often? Because really, you're just guessing unless there is some sort of a pattern. So we're going to see if we can figure out this pattern and bring Waterbed Kev up to the top where he belongs. After a few months of doing this, what I will do is I will post the move sheets and we will see if any of you dudes can hop on over to icrobots.com, take a peek at this, and maybe suggest some moves. Let's make this... A team effort. Let's make Waterbed Kev the official imaginary grappler of the IC Robots Ichiban Gun. The number one gang. That's us. Call yourself that or maybe the Ichiban Gumi, whatever you prefer. The ISR Ichiban Gun. Let's go and do it for Waterbed Kev. Okay, my dudes, we're going to be right back in a sec with At The Movies. <laughs> In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Ever wonder what makes us feel the way we do? Uh-oh, she's looking at us. Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What is it, woman? What? Disney and Pixar invite you... He's making that stupid face again. ...to meet the little voices inside your head. I'm joy. This is sadness. Oh. Anger. What? Disgust. Ah. And fear. Ah. You 
too, Anger. Go, 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 go. Don't touch me. Inside Out. In theaters June 19th. One thing that you can count on as a moviegoer is that if Pixar puts out a movie, it's going to be good. And Inside Out is no exception to that rule. This is a really great movie. It's touching. It's poignant. It is beautiful. And it will bring a tear to your eye if you are a parent or maybe even if you are a kid growing up into a teenager. This is just a touching film. It shows the inside of this girl's head as sort of a place where people work, people go around and do things to make her emotions take place, but they're very vested in their jobs. They want to do a good job. They want to do great. They want to take care of her. And during the course of the film, they have to fight many challenges to keep her a young, balanced person. Each of her different emotions are voiced by a different actor. You have, like, Amy Poehler as Joy, Mindy Kaling is Disgust, Bill Hader is Fear, and each guy is in there doing the best they can to help our young character deal with a move from her home of Minnesota to yucky old San Francisco. I mean, Blick, right? Totally gross. Who would ever want to live there when you live in Minnesota? Anyway, she's moving there, and she just has a lot to deal with. It's a big change. Nothing is harder than when you move as a kid. You give up your friends, you give up everything you know, and you gotta learn it all over again. So her different emotions are in there, going through different adventures, different problems, trying to keep her on the path to a well-balanced psyche. There are points where if things go wrong, she will only be able to feel sadness. Joy will be lost to her forever. Imagine that. We all know somebody who has issues with depression. We all know some Debbie Downers, and it's possible that at some point, these people were having these adventures inside their head, and Joy just went missing. Isn't that a bummer when you think about it? When I was watching this movie, I was really thinking how serious this was. I was thinking about people I've known with various mental issues, and how how life must be so difficult for them, and I was just hoping and praying that everything would turn out for our girl. Pixar has this amazing ability to make movies that work on the level to where they're very entertaining to children, but they're thought-provoking and interesting to adults, and that is this movie to a T. I thought it was so great. If you have a kid who is starting to grow into a young adult, you have to go see this. It will really grab your heart, and in a lot of ways, it will help you to understand them a bit better. It's not as if it's a psych manual or something, but they just have a way of showing you how things might work, and if you follow these, if you follow the leads you're given through this movie, it just might help you to get in touch with your uh, tween a bit better. Right now, ISR 2.0, she's growing into a young lady, and I feel, you know, I feel sadness in seeing the younger version of her go. And it's, it's very difficult to see some of these struggles she has. Because there's just a lot of struggles involved with being a teenager. I'm sure we all remember it. And this movie, it kind of... It kind of made it so that I can understand a bit better what it would be like to go through that all over again. Because you do, you do sort of forget as you get older. You kind of, you kind of push it into the back. You push it into long-term memory, as it were. That's where a big part of the movie takes place. Joy and sadness both get pushed into long-term memories. And they have to fight to make it back into the main command center. On the real tip, though, you might shed a tear. I'm not too big of a man to admit that my eyes got watery at points. Oh, my gosh. There is a short, a great Pixar short 
before the movie. It's called Lava. And that is so emotional that that will bring a tear to your eye. So, hey, man, bring your Kleenex, bring your bandana, whatever it is you use. This movie gets my highest recommendation. 11 thumbs up. ISR approved. You do it for the fame. We do it for the cause. That's why we're real living and you're just Mr. Movie Montage. Every Sunday we go to at least one, if not two, flea markets. But week in, week out, you do start to see the same things over and over again. So every once in a while you gotta expand your circle. And this last week we expanded our circle a lot. We went all the way to Oakland, California, to the Oakland Coliseum Flea Market. It's not really that far. It's maybe, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours with traffic. In between there, there is a couple different flea markets, but we wanted to go far. We wanted to go a bit out of the way and see what... See what another region would provide. We have been to the Oakland Flea Market one time before maybe two years ago and what I what I remember of it is that there are a lot of professional vendors selling like pre-packaged stuff you know socks underwear tools that kind of stuff there were some people with the secondhand stuff but it's a big place and you never know what's going to be there and we had only been there once so we didn't really have a lot to judge things upon and it's always fun to see something different so we got in the car and we drove out there the Oakland Coliseum Flea Market is, uh, it's a permanent flea market. It's there every single day, seven days a week. So that makes it more of kind of a dirt mall, in my opinion. An outdoor mall that is open daily. A flea market tends, to me, I don't think there, that this is necessarily like a hard and fast rule. But a flea market is kind of a weekend thing. You become a dirt mall when you're open all the time. So anyway, we headed down there. And what we remembered about it is true. It is a lot of professional type stuff, underwear lot of underwear, there were people giving massages, a lot of food, um, watermelon in plastic cups with hot pepper on top, uh, corn, a lot of corn, barbecued corn with mayonnaise and parmesan cheese, that is really good, if you ever come across that, go for the corn with the parmesan and the mayonnaise. Oh yeah, I should mention this too, it's the Oakland Coliseum Flea Market because it is really close to the Oakland Coliseum where the athletics my beloved athletics play. There was a game going on. I believe they were playing Anaheim that day. And you could hear it from the flea market. And that's kind of neat. We considered going over there and seeing if we can get some tickets. But it was so hot at the flea market that after walking through the whole thing, we were just like, let's get back up to the space station. Beam us up. Do you need me to beam you up? Hold on, sir. I am reading you on the bridge. I do not understand, sir. Oh, snap. I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot that I had the voice command set. No, you don't need to beam me up. I'm just, I'm recording this show right now. Roger it, sir. Computer out. So, yeah, it was hot, but that's what you expect when you're flea marketing during the summer months in a western state. Oh, yeah, you know what else we saw a lot of, and I don't know if this is common or not where you come from, but I have not seen these before, is bootleg Lego minifigures. They had them for... All the ones that I had seen before, like already pre-existing ones, DC ones, Marvel ones, and that sort of thing, Minecraft. But they also had them for like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and other 
other entities that, as far as I know, don't make Legos. So that was kind of neat. Generally, they went for about $3.50 per pack. I didn't want one. I did kind of want one. They had a Catwoman that I wanted, but I don't know, man. I just didn't want to pay for it. I do like looking at bootleg toys, and I'm not opposed to them on any kind of a moral level, but I, I don't know, man. I just didn't feel like putting it out. I took some pictures of the bootleg Lego minifigures. You can see those over on icrobots.com. That is I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S, I think.com. Forget the I think, just go straight to the .com. Hop on over there, check the show notes for this episode, and you can take a peek at that and a lot of other pictures I took at the flea market. I think I documented it fairly well. All right, let's take a quick pause. I got a flea market commercial here on VHS. It's not just a flea market. It's more like a mini mall. Let me get it, put it in the player. All right, here we go. Be back in a sec with more thoughts on the flea market. find them at the market we talking about flea market montgomery it's just like it's just like a mini mall oh yeah come shop with us i said flea market montgomery it's just like it's just like a mini mall hey hey living rooms bedrooms dinettes we got it it's just like it's just like a mini mall so what I really want to know is, what is it? Is it a mini mall or is it a flea market? More likely than not, it is a dirt mall. Even though Oakland is only maybe like an hour and a half away from where I live, it is it is worlds apart from my local flea market scene. It's a bit more hardcore. It is a bit more... What, what's the word I am looking for? It's a bit more cutthroat. They sell a lot of different things that you don't see at my flea market just because. Like pit bull collars, there's like these, I saw a lot of gigantic spiky dog harnesses. I don't know. It is just a different kind of place than, than we have around here. There were a lot of pictures of cockfights. There were a lot of pictures, like portraits. Of fighting chickens for sale. There were videos aplenty of cockfighting chickens. And that's not something I see every day. I wouldn't call myself an animal rights activist. But it's a bit weird to walk by a booth and see the dude advertising cockfighting videos by playing the cockfighting videos and have the chickens fighting right there on the screen. It's a bit weird. Not usually what I see on a day-to-day basis. But hey man, that's why you leave the house, right? That's why you go on trips so that you can expand your horizons and see things that you don't see on the reg. Around my parts, like a random, loose action figure without accessories, it's gonna cost you a dollar. Always a dollar. You expect it for a dollar. Sometimes it's 50 cents, but a dollar is the going rate. When I was in Oakland, everything that I touched was $3, and there was no bargaining room. I thought maybe, maybe they're asking $3 because they really want $2. I would go down to $2, and they would go, no. I tried that with one person, and they took it right out of my hand, like... No more bargaining. We are done right now. Very strange. Very different than what I am used to. But you really don't know the culture of a place until you are there. Maybe it's bad manners to bargain in Oakland. I don't know. Around here, if you don't bargain, you're silly. But maybe there, if you bargain, you're rude. I do not know. It was a new environment, but it really threw me back. And for the first, I don't know, 10, 15 rows or anything, I got nothing because everybody I would talk to would just shut me down. It was like, boom, talk to the hand, hand up. No bargaining with you, outsider. 
Around my neck of the woods, people are pretty friendly, and the flea market is pretty friendly too. People don't tend to get offended. I mean, you will have an incident every once in a while, but people don't get offended if you lowball. A lot of the times, people give in to lowballs because they are so friendly that they don't want to say no, but over in Oaktown, dudes were just not friendly. Totally different, completely cutthroat environment. Not at all what I am used to. Still, though, overall, it was fun to be somewhere different and to see different things. Uh, our boys from over at the dig, Los Americanos, the cannibals, I have heard that from time to time they go to Oakland to sell, but I didn't see them. They were probably at the dig getting up on all the cool stuff that I uh, wasn't there to grab. What did I get in Oakland? I can see that you're asking that. You're like... Hey man, what did you get? What did you get up on? Well, I will let you know. We're going to be back in a sec. We're going to take another commercial break. This one is, this one is cool. It has the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant. Southern wrestler, WCW, NWA star, Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant, advertising for Flea Market. I got it all queued up. We are ready to go. Hit it. This is Professor Wrestler Jimmy Back of Booga Wooga Man. Tell all my people, all my brothers and sisters, don't you dare miss Happy. Right here, the greatest flea market in the world. He'll make you happy, just like the Boogie Woogie Man. Oh, yeah. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. You won't be sorry for long. You won't even be sorry for like a second. And let me tell you guys, this is the summer month and things really start to dry up over on eBay. So man, hit up virtualdirtmall.com. We could really use your help right about now. And on top of that, go on over to supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron. This part is important. You can help us out by giving micro payments every month or every week that add up to, man, they add up for me and you know what I'm saying? I like doing this, but I would also like to have it start paying for itself. At any rate, what did I get at the flea market? Believe it or not, I did not do that bad. I left with one thing that I have wanted for a while and a couple other things that are cool. The one really great thing I got is a, are you ready for this? I got a Lincoln Hawk over-the-top action figure. If you want to know more about over-the-top action figures, go back to episode number 16. I give you the lowdown on these guys. And I have wanted one. I have never had any, but now I got one. I got Sylvester Stallone himself, Lincoln Hawk, six-inch action figure. Pretty great. I also got a Chuck Norris Karate Commando. I got the one with him in the vest. And if you want to go all the way back to episode number 31, you can learn everything there is to know about Chuck Norris. And the Karate Commandos. Oh, hey, you know what else I saw? When I was at the flea market, I saw a Google bike. The Google campus is somewhere around here. And one of the things they feature over there is they have these cruiser bikes. These multicolored cruiser bikes that you can grab. And you can use it to get around the campus. It's pretty cool. Pretty neat. And anyway, one of the dudes there at the flea market had one at his table. I saw it. It was pretty neat. I went over to take a picture of it. And he jumped up like... Hey, what are you doing? And I said, uh, just hold on one second. And he said, stop. And I said, just hold on a second. Because I knew that in a second I would be done. And by the time he got over to me, I was already walking away. So if you want to see that picture, hop on over to icrobots.com. 
Facebook.com and check the show notes for for this particular episode. It's kind of a weird thing to sell, though, don't you think? Because if anybody sees you with it, they're going to know that you stole it. And I don't know, with the whole Google good karma kind of deal they got going on over there, this seems like some real bad karma to ride around on a stolen Google bike. Oh, here, here's a side story. My wife and one of her friends went to a concert near the Google campus and they were running behind and they saw a few of the bikes sitting there on the roadside. So they jumped on and pedaled on over to the concert, made it there just in the nick of time. And when they got there, they saw tons of the other bikes. I guess in the outlying areas, these things are laying all over the place. How neat is that? Wouldn't it be neat if you live near the town there or near the campus and you could just hop on one and it was no big deal? Totally dope deal. And I guess I'd be riding one too if I happen to live in the area. All right, my dudes, we are going to be back in a moment with the final portion of the show known as the Toys R Us Report. Well, I tell you what I saw down at the store, but let me tell you, my man, it's been slam pickings lately and I don't expect it to pick up anytime soon. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, party people in the place to be. It's me, Icy Robots, and we are back for the final segment of the show, known affectionately as the Toys R Us report. This is the part where I tell you what I saw. And well, I only went to one toy store this week. I went down to Toys R Us. I just got back right now. And the only fun thing that I saw that was different than the week before was the entire set of reaction figures for the movie known as Terminator 2. They had them all. They had Sarah Connor. They had John Connor. They had the two variants. The variants being a frozen police officer and a metallic police officer dude. When I say police officer dude, who I mean is, of course, Robert Patrick. And sometimes I think that Robert Patrick might have been lost in the history of the Terminator. So come on, dudes. Come on, studio audience. Let's give it up one time for the mind of Robert Patrick. Come on, bring it. That was pretty good, but you know, when I beam you guys up here, it's like one at a time and it takes forever. So the least you can do is when I say bring it, bring it. So come on, one more time. Let's give it up for Robert Patrick. I don't know, my dudes, that just wasn't what I was hoping for. Anyway, the set of reaction was entirely there, which is great, so I was able to get all the ones I wanted, and the variants are really neat. I hardly ever see the reaction variants in the store, and this one's neat. One of them is the metallic one, but the frozen officer is particularly cool. He's covered in crystals, and he appears as if he is frostbitten. Very nice. Very nice attention to detail here, Funko. I also saw my first bit of Ant-Man merchandise. It was an Ant-Man costume for a child, complete with a helmet and everything. Pretty cool, pretty neat stuff. Oh, I don't know if I have mentioned this, but I had stashed away a couple things in a backpack, an Austin Mahone backpack that I was going to go and get at a later date. And it looks as if somebody has gone through the backpack section and... Removed my figures from the backpack. So I had, what did I have in there? I had a Dr. McCoy reaction and a Marvel Legend Spider-Woman that I was going to come back and get. But, well, 
they're gone. And honestly, if I really wanted them, I would have got them at the time. I think really I just wanted to see how long I could keep them hidden away in a backpack in the store without anybody finding out. And I don't know, a couple weeks, maybe a month. That's not bad, I guess, in the long run. I don't know. I probably should have bought them when I got them or when I got the chance to get them, but I didn't, so I don't have them, and, well, I don't know. I don't really care too much. I would I would have liked the Dr. McCoy reaction. I should have gotten that, but what are you going to do? I got so many figures anyway. One more isn't going to make or break me, even though it is a small bummer, maybe a 5% bummer. But in summer, things are going so great, the 5% down is still... 125% up from normal. All right, my dudes, we are gonna head out of here. Let's, uh, let's see if there's any final business. We got some stickers, got some cool IC robots, Toys R Us report, VHS labels, and if you want a few, hit me up on the Facebook group over at facebook.com backslash IC robots. That's I-S-E-E robots, as if I am viewing robots walking to and fro. Just hit me up. Give me a private message and I'll whip them out to you. No problem, my dudes. All right. Make sure to check out virtualdirtmall.com. Make sure to check out supportthereport.com if you want to help out. And really, dudes, we need your help. At any rate, we are out of here. We're going to head for the hills. We're going to get up out of the chair and go out into the sun and do some fun stuff. So, this is IC Robot signing off. Toys R Us report number 41. If you don't know, now you know. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. Act like you know.